setting the stage that this is a safe space, that your absurd ideas are welcome. Because when it comes to creativity, you never know what someone else is going to think about when you throw out a silly idea. It's going to trigger something for them that might be a really viable option that they otherwise wouldn't have thought about. So sometimes the sillier, the better. Welcome to the In Your Head podcast with Jody and Judy, where we're all about helping you get out of your own way. Our focus is on your mindset and helping you remove the mental roadblocks you've created so that you can unleash your potential and get more out of life. Hi, I'm Jody. And I'm Judy. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a fun and exciting topic to talk about. The last couple months we started talking about what we call the sage powers, and that is how you move yourself from that negative mentality or that kind of sabotage, saboteur perspective to a more sage, wise, positive perspective. So today we're going to talk about what it's, it's called the innovate power. As a reminder, in the last two months, we've talked about empathy and we have talked about explore. Exactly. And before we talk about innovate, let's just do a real quick recap of what we've been doing with this podcast series is talking about mental fitness through the lens of the Positive Intelligence Program. This is a program that was developed by a gentleman named Shirzad Shamin. And we just loved it. So we've been doing this series about all the elements involved in this, in this process of shifting to saboteur to sage for improvement in life. And so the three steps of mental fitness that we've covered so far, the first step is that a stimulus comes in. So a challenge comes up in your life or your work and you're feeling negative about it, you're feeling sad, frustrated, angry, whatever that negative emotion is, that's a signal that you're being hijacked by a saboteur, a saboteur message, inner critic message. And so the first step is to identify the saboteur responsible. We talked about that in episode two, I believe it was, and then understand the message that you're getting. The second step then is to do what we call a PQ rep, which is a very short meditation, sort of to clear your mind and get back to objectivity and to drop that saboteur message. And then the third step is what we've been talking about, as Jody mentioned the last few episodes, is about the sage perspective, shifting from the saboteur to sage. And that PQ rep is the bridge for those two things. And so now we're at the point where we're going to talk about the third sage tool. There's five of them. And that one is, as you mentioned, is innovation. I love innovation because it's really about having that desire to improve. So there's always kind of an ob obvious initial idea when things come up. And being an innovate really is about wanting to improve upon that obvious initial idea. So often when an initial idea comes up, we think of doing things in a certain way, right? And the question mm -hmm. might be, well, can I do it better than this? Or can, is there a better way to do something? So it hopefully there's something we haven't thought about before. So this process of innovate really helps us generate new ideas and more innovative ideas to come up with something better that's going to improve what we might have done initially. Right. And it's, it's great in a lot of different scenarios, right? It can be done in business around a conference room table or on, you know, Zoom video with a bunch of people as a way to brainstorm, as a way to to develop and create new things that that we aren't thinking about on our own. There's power in in doing this with groups of people. Also, we can do it, you know, in pairs. We're going to demonstrate it a little bit later in this episode, but we can do it in pairs. We can also do it on our own. 
just with a, you know, a phone or a pen and paper and walk through this process individually. I've done that with, with great results. Yeah. So I think when we, the best time to use it, again, you can use it anywhere for anything, but usually like when a conflict has come up and you need to move forward and you're just not coming to agreement, you have to kind of make the decision that, okay, we're going to try something different here. And you work together on that. It's also great when you're trying to make a decision when you're presented with many, many options and mm-hmm. you don't know which one to do, or, or maybe you just can't come up with options. There's something you want to solve and I don't have any ideas for this. So it's great to enlist a partner and have yes. them help you generate those ideas. So there has been a lot of research on innovation and there's definitely certain elements to it. There's a cycle that we use to go through this particular process. And the first part of that cycle is just generating a large quantity of ideas. So these don't have to be good ideas. This is all about quantity. The very first part of what we're going to do here is all about generating a lot of different ideas. They might be absurd. They might be stupid. It's not about the quality at this point. The very first thing is generating a large, large quantity of ideas. Yes. I mean, this is all about creativity. And, you know, you, when you're doing it in a structured way with a group where everyone's taking a turn in this game that we're going to introduce, it's all about setting the stage that this is a safe space, that your, you know, absurd ideas are welcome. Because when it comes to creativity, you never know what someone else is going to think about when you throw out a silly idea. It's going to trigger something for them that might be a really viable option that they otherwise wouldn't have thought about. So sometimes the sillier the better, especially in the in the group space. So it's really important to kind of set the stage for that if you're doing using this tool in a professional environment. Right, right. So again, we're going to generate some ideas and we're going to play what we call a power game. It's called the yes and game. And then after we do that, the next step in the cycle is to evaluate those ideas. So once you've come up with so many ideas, you know, you're going to have more than you need probably, but that's when you're going to step back and evaluate. You want to make sure that when you're doing this, you don't start evaluating as you're doing it. You don't want to make an, say an idea and then, oh, wait, wait, no, I don't like that. You're going to, again, it could be stupid. Say it, it's going to get out there. So you don't evaluate until later on. So that's, that's kind right. of the process we start with. Yes. And then there's the the 10% rule, right? Yes. So understanding that, you know, someone may throw out an idea that's really off the wall. Maybe, maybe, you know, you're not latching onto something that you like about it. We go into this, into this tool with the premise that there's 10% of every idea, 10% of it you're going to like. So we go in with that presumption to, to train the brain to look for that right? To look for that 10% or more that you like about the idea. So we always enter into this with that idea in mind that we're going to find something. There's something there always that we like about this idea because that's what creates the generative process, which is the beauty of this. Well, and I think when you go into it, assuming that there's going to be a small percentage that you like, it makes you more curious. Yeah. And I think so many of us, we just automatically we have in our heads certain things, certain ways of doing things. Sometimes we haven't ventured out in terms of ideas and and getting curious before. So this game makes you be that way, makes you be curious because 
I might hear something and my immediate reaction is like, I don't like it. But if I give myself enough time and I think about it, I will find one little thing about it that I can go with. It is important too, I think when we do this, that we never say, oh, I like that idea. Because the reality is you probably don't like the whole idea. Mm -hmm. Maybe you like most of it, but there's something about it you don't like. So I think by just assuming that 10% and saying what I do like about that, instead of, oh, I like that. You're not lying. You're, you're being honest. You can find that, that 10% that you like. Good point. And a lot of times when our initial thought is, I don't like that idea. You know what message that is? That's a saboteur message. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sab. That's your saboteur play, shutting it down. And so we just want to be aware, just be aware that that might happen so that you can shift away from that and just open your mind with that curiosity. I think curiosity is a great, great element to this that you mentioned. Um, and leaning into curiosity can really can really break us free from the saboteur thought we're having. Right. So we are going to demonstrate the yes and game. And I told Judy that I would come with something that I needed a little assistance with. This is something that I've struggled with, and I would just love to be able to generate some ideas So Judy's hearing this too for the first time. So Judy, (laughs) I'm excited. As always, I start at the beginning of the year with these lofty ideas about how I'm going to eat right and I'm going to exercise and I actually start doing it. The problem I have is accountability. Yeah. Okay. So I've tried different things, but I would love to just, I I need some help coming up with some ideas and, and getting a little bit more innovative on how can I hold myself accountable So I will tell you, when I start this, I always start by saying, okay, I'm going to eat certain kind of foods. I'm going to cut out the sugar. I'm going to cut out the alcohol. I'm going to exercise every day. Those things are realistic. I mean, I can do those things. But if I'm not kind of tracking what I do, it's very, very hard for me to continue to do that. So then I, what I've done in the past is I've tried documenting everything, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that doesn't necessarily work for me for very long. So I would love to have some ideas other than just documenting what I do at the end of every day. So that is right now the idea that I'm going with is that at the end of the day, I write down everything I ate, drank actively and kind of go from there. Okay. So the idea is that at the end of the day, you, you track, you write down everything, you document what you, what you did that day in terms of your health and wellness. Right. So the way this works is the first thing we say is what I like about that idea is that it's a very structured approach. What that makes me think about is the opposite. What are some unstructured approaches that might work, such as taking time throughout the day to think about or document how you're doing with health and wellness? Okay. Well, what I like about that idea is that number one, I'm not structured. So that's probably why I've struggled with it. And what it makes me think of is just what if I set different times throughout the day that I just kind of check in with myself and either document it or just make mental note of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I like about that idea is that it's something new that you haven't tried yet. And what it makes me think of is how can we use technology to help with the documentation phase? So how can we 
maybe use the phone for documenting throughout the day, maybe attached to a particular activity, such as walking the dog. Yeah. What I like about that is that if I used my phone, I could just keep track as I go. Mm. You know, I, you know, like if it's walking or whatever, I can just make a note on my phone of what Mm -hmm. I did at the time versus having to do it at the very end of the day. What that makes me think of is what if I used my phone instead of to write it in, I just made myself like a recording, like I could record it, send myself a text, like a verbal text, because I know that that's a pretty easy thing to do. And being able to just record a message to myself and then maybe at the end of the day, go back and listen to those and document them. Oh, so what I like about that idea is that you are recording, but you're also revisiting those recordings to pull them all together to support your awareness of what's happening during your day, what's working and what's not working. So I love what it makes me think about is really using that practice as a way to record what what is working in the moment or what isn't working in the moment when you do your recordings throughout the day. Yeah, what I like about that is that you just pointed out like it's a great way to, so I can make a recording to myself of, okay, you walk 35 minutes with the dog and that can be it. I might even throw in there, you walk 35 minutes with the dog at lunchtime and that worked really well. That worked well today because of your appointment. So making myself reminders or just highlighting things that worked or I walked the dog today at noon and it was really hard because I had to get back too quickly and it cut my walk short. So being able to hear that at the end of the day kind of gives you a way to reflect Mm -hmm. back and things that you maybe didn't remember, but those are the things that could stop me from following through. Like if something doesn't Ah. go real, real easily the first time, then it's like, oh, well, I can't do that. And then it might make me not do it, but also highlighting like why it did work. I like that. So, yeah. Okay. So we could keep going. Yes. I know we could keep going and I'm sure we'd come up with other ideas of how to hold myself accountable, but mm-hmm. I got to tell you, that's I, where I, I was going next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like the idea. Like I would not actually have thought of that mm-hmm. because I've tried to use apps. I've tried to do other things where I document, but it's just more cumbersome. Yeah. We're actually recording myself a text each time I do something that makes it so much easier. And then I literally, it would be in my text thread. I could sit and listen at the end of the day, if I want to write it down, or maybe I don't even need to, maybe just having something to hear is the accountability I need. Yeah. It's a lot easier to listen sometimes. I know you like to listen to podcasts as do I, right. And so Mm -hmm. listening feels less like a to-do than maybe writing what might, right. Yeah. 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 And I, I can like hear it talk. in your voice. I could hear it in your voice at that last one. I could, I could see the, you know, proverbial light bulb <laughs> in my mind when you were talking. I'm like, oh, she's latched onto something that might work. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. different than anything I've ever done. And this might seem like a real trivial thing, but, you know, I think a lot of us start these kind of things at the beginning of the year and that accountability is always a challenge. Yeah. And, you know, I can talk myself out of anything. <laughs> so I, I like this. And I think, also, just having that conversation with you gives it another more, just one more element of feeling like now I'm accountable to you. 
That's right. So anyway, small demo there. Hopefully that kind of showed how it works though. So Judy, have you had any clients use this or have you used this in your life successfully? Yes, to both of those. So for myself, I've used it individually when I'm dealing with something that's pretty huge that I have to, I feel like I I want to address in the moment and not like wait until I can talk to you or someone, you know, about, you know, using these tools together. And I find it helpful. It's, It's just a matter of pen and paper for me, walking through the process of noting my idea. And then what I like about that is this, and this is what it makes me feel feel, you know, think of next. And so I've, I've got, had good results with that. Also, I also had a client once who, who found this tool helpful. He was, we were working together on job search activities for him. And I introduced, you know, positive intelligence and we were working through the program together and we got to the innovate power the next time I saw him after that session, he said, ah, I used it. I used Innovate. And I said, tell me more. So how he used it was interesting. So he was looking for work and he had a five-year-old daughter. And he said that, you know, one day his his wife said, she's getting ready to start kindergarten and I want to get her this big fancy desk so that she has a place to to go for homework. And he said his immediate reaction was very saboteur (laughs) in his mind. His thoughts were, I'm looking for work. We can't possibly afford a big fancy desk right now. And furthermore, it's too big for her room. And a second, another idea is she's not going to have homework in kindergarten. (laughs) So he had all these reasons why it was a terrible idea. But he said, because I learned about Innovate, I said, what I like about that idea is that you care about our daughter and her educational success, as do I. And what that makes me think of is maybe we can go with a smaller desk that fits, you know, where she is in life right now and move into a bigger desk for her as she ages and as our family grows. And his wife said, yes, I love that idea. And that's how they ended that, that conversation. And he noted that. If he had gone with his, his knee-jerk reaction, the saboteur messages of, you know, this is why this isn't going to work, right? It could have been a real conflict situation, as you can imagine. So what's great about this, this Innovate tool is that it's allowing the other person to be heard. You're validating the other person's idea as something, there's something you like about it, which is very, very powerful in a, any relationship. So totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I know people might be thinking, well, how do I do this with somebody that doesn't know how to do it? I mean, this isn't that hard to teach, right? So if you have a spouse and there's something, you know, some, some small conflict or large conflict, maybe it could be like where you go for vacation, tell them about this game and play it through. And maybe you'll come up with something that you're both really excited about. I mean, that's the whole goal is to just try to improve on the original idea. You know, if, if my husband suggested we go somewhere that I did not want to go and I say, I, I'm not going to go there. I don't want to go there. Then there's that kind of feel of tension and probably neither one of you feels real good about it. Right. But if I said, I like that idea, but what if we think about this? That makes me think of another place, you know, and then you can start that conversation. You just have to tell them how the game is played and make sure they understand no matter what I throw out there, you can't shoot it down. You got to find something about my idea that you like. Right. You know, So, so Yeah, it's not hard to teach, but I also do what you do. Sometimes I'll play the game with myself and I start making my list what I like about this idea. 
and then I can work my way. And, you know, it usually doesn't take too many iterations of ideas before I can come up with something that really feels right. Yeah. It's really brainstorming. It's a creative way of brainstorming, mm-hmm. giving yourself license to be, to be, to go up, to just throw ideas that are really out there. We didn't get very silly or absurd in, in our demonstration, but, but there's all kinds of license and freedom to do that. And that, that, that sort of those things can actually generate really cool ideas as well. Yeah. And I think it's important to know like, okay, so when do you stop, right? You could keep going and keep going and keep going. I think as soon as, if this is more of a one-sided thing, like where I was trying to get help from you, Mm -hmm. you know, when I feel like, okay, I'm excited about something there, it's time to stop. You've got something. We could have maybe kept going and something else might've come up that I liked better, but as long as something feels good. Now, if the two of us are trying to come up with, I don't want to call it a compromise. Compromise sounds negative, but we're something, you're coming up with something that you can both get on board with. I think you know when, you know, you've reached a point where like, okay, we've got some great ideas here between Mm -hmm. all of these things. We can come up with something that works really well for both of us. That's going to satisfy us both. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So just before we go, it might be worth because If you haven't done the saboteur assessment to know what your strongest saboteurs are, we recommend you do that. Again, you go to the positive intelligence. And I know that in the show notes or on our Facebook website, you can get to that link. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's there's nine saboteurs. The judge is the one that I think we all experience. And especially in playing this game, when you start immediately thinking this is a terrible idea or I don't like that, you know, the judge is acting up and it's going to it's going to sabotage the whole process. There's no way you can, you can move on with that. There's also people that like to avoid things. So if you're in this process and you've got a big avoider, you might find that anything that starts feeling a little bit uncomfortable, someplace that you really don't, it sounds a little unpleasant, you might start, you know, preoccupying with that and preemptively limit that innovation. That innovation. So those are a couple right there. Any others you yeah. can... I mean, we can um, go through the whole list, but well, you know, so pleaser, you know, for for those of us who have pleaser in our as a predominant saboteur, you know, pleaser shows up in innovation as you know suppressing. If I have that saboteur, I might suppress my own desire for innovation because I'm worried about hurting someone's feelings, for example, or you know, wanting to to hear better ideas from other people and not fully expressing my good ideas, right? And so that might right. be something that comes up. So I think it's important to understand your saboteurs as you head into this game. So you can right away recognize those messages and ship quickly. I think controllers are another big one, right? Controller, yeah. People who really have a need to control when things start getting a little bit, you know, crazy out in left field as a controller, you may not want to lose that control. And it might be very easy again to just kind of shut things down to make sure, you know, you don't go to a place that might get too challenging where you can't control it. Yeah, that's when. And then I happen to be the restless and a person who is restless could go on and on and on with this forever (laughs) because (laughs) because you're always looking for the next shiny object. Right. So, you know, it's important. It's also easy as a restless person to not really like, okay, I like that, but let's move on to the next one. And you're not really listening or you're not really connecting with something. So those are just a few of them. You know, there's, there's several others that we could talk about, but those are just a few, like knowing what sabotages you will help you figure out like when you're trying this, like, okay, am I coming from a sage, open, positive perspective? 
where I'm excited and curious and all of that? Or am I letting my saboteur shut this down before we get going? Exactly. Good awareness. Right, right. Always the key. Yeah. Um, So our next episode, I think got through those. Our next episode is on the power of navigate. Yes. Judy, do you have anything to say about that? Navigation is is a really cool tool to use. Well, obviously we'll go go into it in more detail, but I'll leave you with a teaser that you get a chance to reflect on your life in a different and unique way. Well, that's all the innovation for today. Until next time, stay positive. Thanks for listening to In Your Head. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think may benefit. Give us a like or a positive review and subscribe to follow us. We hope you continue to tune in and join us as a loyal mindset warrior. In Your Head with Jody and Judy is not an official partner or affiliate of Positive Intelligence or PQ Coach. Positive Intelligence and PQ Coach are trademarks of Positive Intelligence LLC, and Positive Intelligence LLC does not endorse In Your Head with Jody and Judy in any way.